Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. We head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, and we welcome back to the show from the cult of hockey, David Staples. Hello, David. How are you doing? Great, Bob. How are you? Good. You have just, it has just dropped a piece on the cult of hockey about an odd conundrum that appears to be occurring with the Edmonton Oilers net minding. And that is the fact that despite the fact that Stuart Skinner has a better save percentage and a better goals against average, it is Jack Campbell that has a much better record. What have you come up to determine uh, the cause of this to be? That's the conundrum. <clears throat> you know, the obvious thing, Bob, would be um, that the Oilers have played tougher games uh, when Skinner's in net than when Campbell's been in net. But when you look at it, they've actually played tougher games with Campbell's in net. The, the average uh, winning points percentage of the teams that Campbell has faced is um, slightly higher than the teams that Skinner has faced. So it's even more of a conundrum in that way. It's, it, is, it is hard to fathom, and the best I can do is make a guess. And I just think it's random, and it comes down to the other team's goalie. And this doesn't have anything to do with Skinner or Campbell, but I think that just by chance, uh, Skinner's been in net when the Oilers have run into a lot of really hot goalies. And um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that number at seven or eight R- goalies who have come out and stolen games against the Edmonton Oilers when Skinner's in net. And that hasn't happened. Um, I don't know if it's happened at all when Campbell's been in net. I'm imagining it's happened maybe once or twice. But um, <clears throat> just by chance, I think that's the answer to the question. Yeah, well, it's interesting. I mean, Stewart's. I was kind of surprised with some of the starts that Skinner got. I thought there were opportunities against, frankly, worse opponents to to get a guy like Jack Campbell, you know, going a bit. And I, I think of the Anaheim game, and yep. that's one of the stolen games. And that was uh, Lucas Dostel. Most recently, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Jonas Corposello had only ever had one victory against Edmonton in his career. Strong yep. performance. Uh, Eric Comrie in Buffalo. You know, uh, Stewart ended up giving three on 23. The Oilers had 49 shots on goal. They lost that game. So Buffalo at home for me. Uh, I'll also add Anaheim, the 4-3 loss. Stewart uh, gave up four on 17 shots in that, and then most recently, uh, 24-27 stops, losing 3-2 in overtime to Columbus. So there's three games, and and as it turns out, David, maybe Buffalo's better than we all thought. Certainly their D can transition the puck. We'll get to the D in a second. But those three, I mean, that's five points right there. Like, if they'd won yeah. those three games, now we're talking about a guy with a 16-10 and 10 record instead of a 13-13 and 13 game. And the Oilers out badly, uh, 39 shots against uh, Columbus. They had 49 against Anaheim and 49 against Buffalo and didn't win those games. And I wonder whether or not maybe 
I, I sense at times that there's a little bit more grittier desperation when Campbell's been in there than Skinner. That's what I sense from because what you wrote, I've thought about myself. And so I don't know. Do you, do you, do you buy that at all? First of all, you're right. Like it only has to be those three games, and the record, the dif- differential in wins comes out the same. Then, so it doesn't have to be even six or seven times that they, they got a hot goalie on the other right. team. It could just be the three. And each name that you mentioned, like, felt like a knife through my heart because I remembered each goalie stealing those games from the Oilers. That save Corpusello made on Drysaddle, especially, just ran through my mind. Uh, yeah. So what? The other thing that's interesting is that, um, and this this is a, there's another conundrum here because you're right. Like the Oilers with what we find. Like we track the grade A shots of the cult of hockey. And what we find is the owners get more grade A shots when Skinner's in net, but they also give up more grade A shots. And when Campbell's in net, they, they get fewer and they give up fewer. So the Oilers seem to be playing a loosey, goosier game when Skinner's in net. And maybe it's because they think, well, Stuart Skinner's going to um, um, save our bacon. He's going to make the big save, and we can go on the attack a little bit more. And when Campbell was in net, and Campbell's made a much higher, he's made more than twice as many major mistakes on goals against as Skinner has made this year. And maybe they're just thinking, well, we can't allow shots with this guy um, right now. And it could be, you know, I don't know if they talk about it or if it's ever expressed that way, but that's, you can see what you, what we're thinking. It's, it's in the numbers. It's right there. And uh, that's definitely happening. Well, and I mean, let's take it one step further. Skinner's played great in Calgary in two performances this year where he's faced over 40 shots. I think if you took a look, I saw a stat the other night with Carter Hart and he's got something like a record of 12, one and two all time when facing 42 or more shots against during his career. The bottom line here is that Stuart Skinner has lost his, uh, four of his last five starts uh, with the Edmonton Oilers. And, you know, despite the fact that he's off to the All-Star game and he's had a great year, and if you take a look at the, the game log for Jack Campbell this season, he's, uh, you know, he heads into the All-Star break on a six-game winning streak with victories over Anaheim, San Jose, Vegas, Seattle, Tampa Bay, and most recently against Chicago. So uh, there are ebbs and flows with this. You also wrote about Evan Bouchard. Um because there's a lot of fans really concerned. Now, I think Bouchard's played better recently, with Philip, mostly with Philip Broberg. But w- what's your take on uh, what's happening right now with uh, Evan Bouchard? Well, when uh, I was investigating, Bob, which pairs of NHL defensemen do the best on the ice together when they're on the ice? And Natural Stat Trick actually tracks that. You can just easily check that. And by, by far the best Oilers defense pairing, uh, and they've only been on the ice 100 minutes together, by far the best uh, defense pairing is Darnell Nurse and Evan Bouchard uh, when they've been together. I think they're something like 26th or 27th in the league overall. Darnell Nurse and Evan Bouchard, not Broberg and Bouchard. Correct. Correct. And then the next best, the next best pairing is Philip Broberg and Evan Bouchard. And they're like, I think, about 60th in the NHL out of 195 pairings that played more than 100 even strength minutes. So they're doing very well as uh, also and, and you know what of that what does that have in common Evan Bouchard's on both those pairings as um, you know uh, someone who's succeeding with another defenseman and this, the team is succeeding with him on the ice 
um, when we're tracking the our scoring chance information, it's clear that Evan Bouchard has taken a step up in his game this year. And I know that's many people will strongly disagree with me when I say that, and that, that's fine. Um, you, you know, we're not perfect, but that's what we're finding. And you know, in evaluating the scoring chances, he's doing a slightly better job on defense than last year, and he's doing a better job, uh, slightly better job passing the puck. And his pass, his movement of the puck, you know, his contributions to grade A shots with his stretch passes is is outstanding. He, he's in an elite level when it comes to passing the puck in the NHL. So I think what people firmly have in their mind with Evan Bouchard is he went on a run of about 20 games where he he was in a terrible defensive slump and he started to lose confidence. He looks, and, and when he makes a mistake, Bob, he looks particularly bad because he's not particularly fast and he's, he's kind of a, a, a more of a slower gliding kind of player. And when that kind of player drives levels in the same category, when they make a mistake, it looks all the worse. Um, it just really stands out. And it, I, he, I think his game just kind of viscerally rubs some people wrong. But um, from what we're saying and what the numbers say, uh, this guy's having a better year than last year and trending up. And I just wonder, you know, with these results between Nurse and Bouchard, because um, CC and Nurse haven't done so well. You know, they're kind of middle of the pack for NHL Demon. And they, you know, they play tough competition, but they also play with good players. So maybe see if Bouchard and Nurse can, in the next little while, experiment with those guys and see how they do. Because I think CC and Philip Broberg might also be quite a strong hmm. pairing. Hmm, that's interesting. By the way, uh, Evan Bouchard, over the last nine games, is plus nine. He was plus three in the game in L.A. where the Oilers lost 6-3. That's actually hard to do, but uh, he went plus three in that game. The Oilers lost 6-3. Of course, the Kings scored four uh, goals in the power play and also added an empty netter. Uh, David, 7-0-1 for the Edmonton Oilers heading into the All-Star break. Uh, number one in goals for five per game. Uh, number five in goals against. Number one in the power play at 40%. Number two in the PK at 90.9. Number one in shots for over the last eight games. Uh, you know, basically since, I think, February or uh, January 11th. Uh, shots for it over 38. Number two in shots against 28. Byproduct of a weaker schedule or byproduct of the team playing better or both? Yeah, it's both. And the the most encouraging news, I think, Bob, in all of this, well, Philip Broberg being healthy and, and Bouchard. And, and, and when, when you pointed out how well they've been playing together recently, if it's not broke, don't fix it. You know, you could go with that. But I, I think the most encouraging thing is, you know, last year the Oilers didn't get really solid goaltending until Mike Smith got hot in April. And what I'm seeing from both Campbell and Skinner, like at different times this year, is they, they I think they have two candidates in the playoffs and down the stretch to play well in net. And it's been some time since they've had that. I, and it's really encouraging. Campbell's game since he switched his equipment. He looks like a different person on the ice. He's, he's, he's just moving more decisively. He's got more confidence. He's got, he doesn't look, uh, he just looked out of sorts on the net before, and now he looks like a different player. This is huge for the Edmonton Oilers um, to have this guy who's uh, you know signed a long-term contract. He's finally sorted out his they game. They had to get him right. They had to get him right, yeah. David. They did, and they did. and it looks like they did to their credit. I mean, to Campbell's credit, he'd be number one on the list for deserving the credit. Good for him because that was a lot of pressure. I think, you know, everyone in Edmonton's bearing down on him. He's got this big contract, and you know, his teammates are probably looking at him and thinking, okay, what's going to happen next on the ice with him? And he's he's really he's really 
all he's he's just really cut down on the bad goals against Bob. You know that that was haunting him. Every game there was a bad goal against early in the year, and and it's now it's every third or fourth game, which is more of a normal rate for a goalie. From the cult of hockey, David Staples, Bob Stoffer joining you on Oilers now. So, David, uh, where do you think the fan base? Because you communicate with lots of people uh, via the cult of hockey website and on Twitter. Where do you think they're at in terms of what the Oilers need to add here over the next month? As uh, what, what, what are we looking at? Uh, today's February the first, so uh, we're looking basically, you know, 30 days until the NHL trade deadline. The most popular suggestion remains um, a defenseman, and um, that's that's what you hear again and again and again. And so, but I don't think I think it used to be the majority of Oilers fans, including me, who were saying that's the imperative. Um, it just looked like they needed that kind of Adam Larson on the left side, which would be really hard to get. You know, a player yeah. as good as Adam Larson. It's it's just like they gave up Taylor Hall to get Adam Larson, so it's it would be really hard to get that kind of player. And um, I just think with the development of Philip Roberg and um, that, that a lot of people are who um, are thinking, you know, if Philip Roberg had been healthy from the start of the year, Bob, yes. and had been playing like this all year long, I don't think we'd hear a peep about it. So there's still doubts, and I think it's right to have doubts. I have doubts because we haven't seen him consistently play well for months on end against slightly tougher competition in more minutes. And in, so there's still this question mark. But let's face it, the last two months, this guy has been trending up and up and up and up. And so that's answered a lot of questions for many fans. And Clem Costin's arrival has, has also answered some questions. There was a real outcry for more toughness in the lineup. But here comes this guy who can play some hockey, and he's tough. He's really tough. Kane's back in the lineup. So it's it's like what do they need that's that's an interesting question um i don't do they need to trade their first pick i i think that's the real question they need to um is there such a hole in the lineup that they need to part with something so dear as a first round draft pick to fill it and i'm i'm starting to get i was convinced uh, a month ago that they needed to do that i'm not convinced of that anymore uh yeah absolutely david how do people follow you bob at the cult of hockey we went the whole time without talking about Dr. Dina Henshaw's new gig because on top <laughs> of your call to hockey work, uh, you, you were the guy that did a lot of the coverage for the Edmonton Journal on, uh, on COVID. You going to miss Dina? Bob, I have nothing but respect for her. I think she comported herself better than anyone else in the province during COVID. And good luck to her in BC. Great stuff. Thanks for your time, David. Thanks, Bob. You bet. It is 148 in Edmonton. When we come back, we'll rock with this day in Oilers history. Bob Stopper, Brendan Escott joining you in Oilers now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 151 in Edmonton. Steve, the hockey prophet, has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Steve says, Bob, I've been saying for over a month 
This year will not only be a historic year for Connor McDavid and the Oilers organization, but also for the modern era of the National Hockey League. McDavid will score 70 plus goals and will get 150 to 160 points. This will be a season likened only to Gretzky and Lemieux era. That's from Steve, the hockey prophet. Craig Button's Craigslist has just come out, updated. Connor Bedard, no surprise, number one. He's on tonight on TSN uh, from the Regina Pats. Two other Western League players, uh, Andrew Christel, who plays for the Kelowna Rockets, and Zach Benson, who's leading the Winnipeg Ice in scoring. Now, they've got a couple first-rounders from last year's draft. Uh, Carter Savoy's brother, Matthew Savoy, Connor Geeky, and... Uh, right now, Zach Benson is having a way better year. All right, uh, they've got those guys. Uh, Craig's got those guys at 8 or 9. Miss Craig Button on this show, but, you know, it's kind of how it works. Let's go to the Stan Oilers history for New West Travel. Travel to California this April. See the Oilers play the Kings and the Ducks. You can reach out to newwesttravel.com. Here's Brendan Escott. He's going back a while ago. 1986, Edmonton's Glenn Anderson scored twice, giving him 250 career NHL goals. The Oilers tied the Flames 4-4 at the Olympic Saddle Dome in Calgary. There you go. Again, that is the Stan Oilers history for New West Travel. we got an Oilers now roadie into Los Angeles. Vanderbilt, right? Uh, coming up in April, reach out to newestravel.com. What's uh, Reed Wilkins got shaken tonight? Yeah, I got that. Fluid show? No, no, no. They, they've figured it out. I haven't. Kelly Rudy will be on there. Uh, former Oilers goaltender Ben Scrivens, as well as uh, Oil Kings play-by-play voice Andrew Peart. There you have it. Uh, tomorrow uh, is a fluid situation on the show. We might have a surprise guest or two, but we will tell you that uh, for GCL Diesel, Louis DeBrus will join us, and for Legacy Heating and Cooling, John Shannon, but we're working on a couple other guests as well. Up next, the global news, weather, traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by Angela Coquat today from 2 to 3, and then 6.30 Chet Afternoons of Jalen and I, 3 to 6. Again, Mark Spector coming up in the final hour of Jalen's show. Back at you tomorrow at noon. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now.